You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You're tuned in to Pen Drop Discussions. We're delivering insightful information through genuine conversations. Never miss a message that's for you. What's going on? It's your host of Pen Drop Discussions, Tyler Parker. And of course, I'm back with you guys once again for another beautiful Pen Drop Discussions day. And today we're going to be talking about promise and purpose. And we're going to be coming out of um, 2 Peter 3. 3 through 7, um, 11 and 13, and Matthew 16, 25. And we're going to be talking about um, just this idea of purpose and the idea of promise and going to kind of get into some of the things that you feel like you may be hearing or some of the things that um, I feel like I'm hearing. Of course, I, I like to give stories so that, you know, the audience can relate. But, you know, stay tuned. Hopefully you guys get something out of today's episode. And that's pretty much it. We're going to go ahead and get started in just a little Surprise, surprise, I got something for you guys. Um, I didn't even mean for that to rhyme. That's crazy. But anyway, this is a declaration that I posted on um, the Pin Drop Discussions Instagram. And this is actually from Joel Osteen. And it's uh, day 29. I'm not sure. Like I guess it was like a 30-day thing. But I found it on Google um, a while back. And I'm going to go ahead and say this declaration. And if you guys, you know, agree... You can follow along with me, so I'll leave some time that you can um, actually just chant, like you can say it as well. I declare God is working all things together for my good. He has a master plan for my life. There may be things I don't understand right now, but I'm not worried. I know all the pieces aren't here yet. One day it will all come together and everything will make sense. I will see God's amazing plan taking me places I never dreamed of. This is my declaration. And the reason why I wanted to kind of start with um, that declaration uh, was because I'm going to actually go into the definition of purpose and promise. And a promise is something set up as an object or an end to be obtained or attained. And a promise is a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. And if you go back to the part where it says a declaration, 
and you know you kind of think about um like the daily routines that uh that i've been trying to do for myself is to start the day with like some affirmations you know kind of tell yourself like hey today's gonna be good today's gonna be great i am this i am that you know just like speaking those positive affirmations over yourself it does something to your your mindset where you kind of condition you begin to condition yourself to see the things that you're speaking and um of course you know as a, as a scripture is like um in the bible it's uh the power of death and life is in the tongue so it's like we also have the things that we say and that was a psalm um it's like we have the things that we say and the things of our environment are kind of created based off of not only what we see but how we respond to it with our words you know because our words are like our power it comes from you know, sometimes it comes from our conscious, sometimes it comes from our subconscious, and sometimes it comes from our unconscious, which is just like we just say things with no filter where we just don't even think about it. Like there's just no, there's, there's no like A to B, there's no process. It just, something just comes out. But nonetheless, it was said. So, you know, like once you speak those things into the atmosphere, they begin to take on a life cycle and um, a power of their own. So saying these declarations and these affirmations kind of puts the power in our hands to where it says, you know what, I'm going to align myself to what God is saying over, you know, my life. And I'm going to take charge and take authority and take responsibility for the things that I say and not just the things that I see, but the things that, you know, kind of go on around me. So, you know, starting your day with those declarations and those affirmations allows you to kind of get a head start. Um, it's like preparation for the spiritual warfare of the day, you know, because, I love to talk about um, depression and anxiety and you know the crazy thing about depression and anxiety is it can legitimately happen to anyone at any given moment at any time like so you never know you always want to stay prayed up you always want to stay you know on on your on your p's and q's as you know the old folks used to say but you know it kind of reminds me of like putting on the full armor of god because it's like you never know what can send you into depression. Like, I think my depression started from, well, I mean, I, I had some like onset depression as like a child. Um, I have no idea as to like why I was depressed. Um, but it, it happened like before my father died. But like when my father died, it just like, everything just kind of hit me like a wave. And of course I don't do as well, or I didn't do as well with sharing in the past. And, um, you know, just kind of like shut down, go to sleep for hours today or actually this morning. Um, I was actually asleep for about 15 hours. So, I mean, I know like there's some stuff creeping in. My voice doesn't sound as energetic as it did yesterday. Um, and, you know, I know that's because there's something happening and I'm not really aware of per se. But, you know, like I'm saying, it's you never know what can trigger it is the is the main point of this and you never know who it can affect so you know the best thing to do is to put these um precautions in place it's kind of like saying these declarations and the affirmations are like insurance you know it's like i've got insurance you know that my day is going to be good because i already spoke over it and you know it's wisdom to do those things because god said it was god said it was good god said that you know, he made us the head and not the tail, the lender and not the borrower, the, you know, as, as we are 
trying to live up to the standard of being children of the promise and children of Israel and children of of Jehovah, children of God, children of Yahweh. We're trying to live according to how his son, Jesus, Yeshua lived on earth. And, you know, a lot of that takes um, dedication. It takes practice. It, you know, it takes falling down. It takes getting up for sure. And, you know, just keeping that steady mindset that not every day is going to be peachy and perfect and it's not always going to look good but it's going to be blessed because we're going to make it through it and we're going to have a testimony and we're going to share it and just that that fifth not even i won't even say 15 minutes it doesn't take 15 minutes to say those declarations and those affirmations it probably takes like five so you know that little five minutes can set up your uh what is it like eight between 15 and 18 hours that you have in the day or if you sleep less than that then you probably got like I don't know, like 16 to however many hours, 12 to 16, depending on, it depends on how long you sleep per day, but you know, nobody stays awake for 24 hours a day, every day. So at any rate, and you also need, you know, protection in your sleep as well, but we're not getting into that right now. What we're going to get into is about this purpose and this promise. And the reason um, I kind of went off on that, um, on, the, on that little tangent for a second is because we are promised to have, you know, um, we're, we're supposed to be living this life according accordingly. And that is a promise, you know, that we will we will see the fruits of our labors or we'll see the fruits of the spirit if we live accordingly. We will, you know, if we run the race that there's a reward for us at the end. If we you know, there's there's an um, there's an expectation right on this promise. So God has already declared things over our life. And there's, you know, things that come into our life that say that we are not worthy of that promise. And like whether people acknowledge it or not, you know, um, not just like the marriage, not just like being wealthy, not just being healthy, um, but just living your life according to. The principles that God has for us is a reward in itself because, you know, you touch people's lives like even in, you know, like even in death, people's lives are still touched because they're like, I remember when such and such did this. Like, you know, you can recall things that, you know, people that passed on did or, you you know, you have those fond memories or you have those memories that are negative And you're like, you know what? I remember when such and such did that. And it didn't work out too well. And you go the opposite way because it's like a warning. So, I mean, everything in life has a purpose. There's a there's a reason for suffering. You know, there's a reason why long suffering is a fruit of the spirit. And, you know, as one of my uh, spiritual mothers likes to put it, <laughs> it's like, I don't like long suffering. Like who who wants long <laughs> suffering? Um, but it is a it is a fruit of the spirit. And it is something that is a part of this walk like you know it's it's something that is is natural and the natural response of course is to be like yo i don't want to deal with this but of course the the supernatural response is to get into your to get into this place where if you already have a habit established of you know warding off this enemy or warding off this 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 attack with these affirmations or with your prayer or with your words or with your, you know, with your community that you're able to kind of build up that protection and you're able to continue living in promise 
and you know maybe you don't see the fulfillment of that promise completely yet but it's coming so um the two scriptures that i wanted to bring up were um second peter 3 3 through 7 and then 11 through 13 and i have that pulled up on my cellular device and it says knowing this first that the i'm sorry knowing this first that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lusts and saying where is the promise of his coming for since the fathers fell asleep all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation for this they willingly are ignorant of that by the world by the word of god the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished but the heavens and earth which are now by the same word are kept in store reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men and then the 11th verse actually i want to go to the ninth verse which says the lord is not slack concerning his promise as some men count slackness but is long suffering to us ward not willing that any should perish but that all should come to repentance and the 10th verse says but the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise and the elements shall melt with fervent heat the earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up and then the 11th verse says seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved in what manner of persons ought ye to be in holy conversation and godliness looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day god wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat nevertheless we according to his promise look for new heavens and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness so there's the prom there's like the, div the divine promise of you know jesus coming back you know the heavens and earth passing away a new earth coming so we have that promise right the overlying promise or the outline promise and then there's like the promises that god speaks to us individually for our lives like concerning our lives and you know yesterday i kind of talked about um you know not just hearing the not just hearing the um, the written word of God, but also like the spoken word, what God says to you in your private time. Like those, those are the conversations that also matter. And where it says the Lord is not slack, he's not slack. And what happens is sometimes we get a little slack and we're just like, you know what? Well, I won't say we, because then again, I'm throwing people in a, in a category that might not necessarily be in that category because everybody's not slack. But again, this isn't for everybody. Um, but I've been slack in areas concerning faith, um, concerning some of the promises because they sound crazy. But, you know, when you um, realize what type of walk this is, when you realize what type of life this is, a lot of things aren't going to sound a lot of things that um, God is saying to us individually and privately aren't going to sound like they make sense you know if you recall um or if you're not familiar with it but moses was like um slow of tongue and basically he had some type of speech delay or speech impediment so he was like what am i going to say to pharaoh like uh listen <laughs> listen god um 
I know what you're saying, right? I know you're telling me you're going to, you know, deliver these uh, slaves from up out of Egypt. My people. Okay, your people. All right. I'm with you. I'm with you. But me, you sure? Uh, you sure you don't want somebody else? It's not, you know, um, how about my brother? Because, <laughs> you know, my brother's pretty good. But God was like, nah, you. All right. You. I'm talking to you. So a lot of times um, we get that feeling and we feel like, you know, we're kind of alone. And I feel like that's exactly why we have um, the Bible is because, you know, there are experiences in the Bible that people went through. It's just like it might seem like it's old, but how could it how could it seem like it's old if God is like, all right, I'm telling you, you're going to be the CEO of a Fortune 500 company and you got like you barely got two pennies to rub together. You're like, all right, God, now I hear you. <laughs> I hear you, but it don't make any sense. So, you know, um, when God requires us to stretch our faith, we have to continue to, you know, put things in practice that will allow us to grow, you know, because our spiritual muscles are just as important as our physical muscles. You can't go to the gym trying to bench press 400 pounds and you ain't been to the gym since eighth grade, you know, and you barely lifting like 10 and 15 pounds like that's not that's not gonna make any sense like it's take your time it's a process ain't nobody say you gotta go out and be the ceo tomorrow ain't nobody say you gotta go out and lift 400 pounds tomorrow but you know if you know what the end is if you know what the goal is just as long as you continue making progress towards that it doesn't matter what it looks like as you're walking you know what i mean like just the most important thing is to continue walking so uh, I'm going to give you guys the second scripture. And then I have like three questions um, that I kind of came up with based off of um, the Tony Evans, a kingdom man book. Um, they're very similar questions to what he said, uh, but it was just something I had to ask myself. So I, I'll, I guess I'll share it with you guys. Why not? Right. Um, so the second scripture was Matthew 16, 25. And again, King James Version. And it is, it says, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Um, and, oh, that is the 25th verse. Yeah, that's the 25th verse. Well, let me read the 26th one. Because I, I don't know. I just, I feel it. For what is a man profited if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So, the reason why I felt like reading the 26 verses, because <laughs> if you feel like your walk with God looks like somebody else's to the point where you're, you know, trying to pattern your life to look like somebody else's exactly to be a, a copycat, so to speak, or not even a copycat, but to be a follower. Uh, we're supposed to be following Jesus, but it doesn't mean, you know, our life is going to look exactly like Jesus's. Our, we're, our, the goal is, you know, for it to be as close as possible. But when God, you know, decided that he was going to breathe breath into our bodies and we were going to become living beings, it means that we have something in us that's like nobody else. We have to deliver. <laughs> we have to walk. We have to present the way that only we can present we have to be exactly who we are going to be and it doesn't really matter you know what anybody else is doing or how anybody else is doing it we just have to do it the way that god designed us to do it and you know be comfortable in that and just like you know i was speaking about just moments ago you know don't focus so so fully on the end goal 
but you know you gotta kind of have um you gotta kind of focus on one step at a time um but yeah that's pretty much it so these questions are um how do you know what your purpose is and one of the ways that i came to figure out what my purpose was um was i just noticed patterns in my life like i sat down i started journaling um I've been journaling probably since 1996. That was like my first journal. It had a little author on it. My dad bought me the journal and I remember writing in it in this laundromat. And I think I still, actually I still have it. And it's back home in uh, Raleigh. And you know, I was just like reading it. I was like, oh, okay, you know, some things starting to look familiar. And um, you know, as the years go on, like my, my brain developed more, of course, you know, um, I gained a little bit more wisdom and insight. I won't. I don't know how much, you know, that's still to be determined. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as I went on, I started to notice my passions never changed. You know, it was like they were hidden, you know, they were hidden under underneath these ideas about what I should be doing, what I want, what I thought I wanted to do. But all in all, like, I've probably wanted to do the same thing since I was like four years old. And, you know, I know that that childlike desire is put in us for a specific reason. So um, what I'll say is if you can, you know, try to trace your if you have no idea what your purpose is, try to trace it back to when you first felt like you had a vision of doing something and write it down and just continue to like invest time in yourself to see what it is that you really want to do or what God wants to do through you. So pray, get in your prayer in your prayer closet or your place of prayer um, or around people that pray and y'all pray together um, for it to be revealed. The second question is, how are you living with the promise? And I don't, I mean, I don't mean like the, the promise of that we were talking about like the big promise the over <laughs> the overland promise i mean the promise that god has given you individually and specifically um like are what steps are you you know um taking to make sure you remember that and the third question is what steps can we take to continue walking or start walking and if you haven't started walking the first step is to identify in any equation, you know, the first step is to figure out what you are working with, figure out the variables, figure out um, what is the promise? What is God telling you specifically? If you don't know what God is telling you specifically because you're not sure that you've heard God's voice, go to some people that you feel like have heard God's voice. Um, go ask them um, some spiritual leaders. Uh, there's also a good there's a good resource. Um, it's called the Bible. It's a great resource. And you read that, read a little bit of it. You don't have to read uh, Genesis through Revelation on one day. You don't. But I mean, I'm pretty sure if you I started really getting interested in the Bible when I picked up, picked it up and started reading Hebrews. And that was in like 2014, 2015. So, I mean, I've got this big it's, it's called what does the Bible say about the ultimate Bible answer book? I sat at my dining room table at my mom's house and I was reading that and I was just looking for answers to questions like, that is a perfect example, laziness. Uh, and it's uh, on 680. Let's see, let's go to 680. Oh, that was a good one. I think, 
actually we're gonna change that we, we're gonna change that around we're gonna say, there's a question that says what is knowledge and isaiah 33 5 through 6 says the lord is exalted for he dwelleth on high he has filled zion with judgment and righteousness and wisdom and knowledge shall be stability of thy times and strength of salvation the fear of the lord is his treasure crazy right and it's like it's little scriptures and this based on like knowledge love like it, when you start asking questions and the bible is filled with answers so um we were just talking about laziness so uh let's say lazy lazy people proverbs 10 4 through 5 he becometh poor that dealeth with slack with a slack hand but the hand of the diligent maketh rich he that Gathereth in summer is wise, is a wise son, but he that sleepeth in the harvest is a son that causes shame. So, you know, it's like when you start looking for answers and you start looking to kind of hear the word of God and, you know, you find you can go on YouTube, you can go on Bible app, um, that you version. They've got great little devotionals and you start identifying what the word of God is and you start spending more time with it. And. You know, you can say like, oh, this sounds familiar. And then you start hearing like little things in your head. Like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure that everybody hears a voice in their head that doesn't sound like them. It sounds like just wisdom. It sounds like something deeper than your conscience. And your conscience is like all like everything that you know about yourself, about things that you um have been through um, other experiences that people um, have been in your consciousness is like a total um it's like a total just i don't even know how to explain it it's everything that you are you know everything that you've been through everything that you know it's that that's what your consciousness is it's your it's an essence um but it's something like if you hear a voice that's deeper than that that just penetrates your your own thoughts it says like oh i know i shouldn't be doing this or i know i should be doing this or um just the, your moral compass your um it's something like on a higher level than that you know what i mean it's just it's kind of unexplainable um you have to go through it to go through it um but yeah just like getting closer getting closer to the word if you don't uh, necessarily believe and you're interested in believing like i said always um research research is how i started down this journey i mean i don't think i was necessarily the most um devout child um i mean i grew up in a church i was kind of on the outside of that um you know i had my time away from the church i would say teenage years a lot of people go through that as well I was like 16 to 18. I was going through some interesting times in life. Um, but, you know, found my way back around 22. And, I mean, life since then has been a interesting journey. But, you know, I would rather live with the spirit than without it. So, and I would much rather live with the promise of God and the purpose of God than without it. So, Hope you guys enjoyed. This has been another episode of Pin Drop Discussions. I'm going to go and get some energy. I'm going to go do some more um, researching, studying. I'm going to go do something. I hope you guys go do something. It's Friday night. I hope you guys enjoy. Um, 
peace and blessings, coverings over your families and over your purpose and over your promise. And if you don't know your purpose and your promise, I pray right now that God give you a revelation, or a remembrance to what he has already told you or if he's never told you. And I pray that he come to you and tell you today or tonight. And in Jesus name, I pray whenever you hear this. Amen. All right. Peace. control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.